Last week, we started talking about friendships and going through the fire, right? Remember what we said about steel last week? What did we say about steel? Fire what? Makes it stronger, right? That there could be, in the taste of David and Jonathan, fire can make a friendship stronger in that case. But fire, you know, when we go through problems too, it can separate friendships, right? Which we're going to look at tonight as we consider how do we put together, how do we get friendships together back? As we think of some friendships, you could go through the fire, and that friendship at that time may feel like it's destroyed, but one thing we have to understand is that fire can bring things together, back together. All right? So if you have your Bibles, and we will look at it a little bit. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Ruth chapter 1. And we're going to be looking at a story of Ruth, who the book is named after, and Naomi. When we consider this book, we need to understand as we look at it, Naomi went through a lot in life, all right? Just so, you know, to give you, as we, before we look into it, Naomi is married. She has two sons. They move. Her husband dies. Her two sons marry two, other, two, uh, marry two girls, and the two sons die. So Naomi has a choice to make. She is by herself. She's going through a tough time. And when we consider that, sometimes as we consider our own lives, we go through tough times, right? When I consider my life, um, when I was in high school, there were friends who I would say I could count on. I may feel like I may be down. I may be feel hurt. I may feel like, you know, what am I going to do? Where am I going to turn? But they were always friends that I knew that I could go to them and they would be honest with me. You see, we need to make sure that we consider our friendship. We need to surround people that can be honest with us and who are there for us. You see, sometimes in life we need someone who's going to be harsh to us. Someone who's going to tell us just how it is without us getting upset. Because we know that there are some people who have our best interests, right? Who really care about us, who will help us as we go through these times, right? But we also know there are some people in our lives who we consider friends that, let's be honest, they're not truly a friend to us. If things get tough and things get hard, what are they going to do? They can leave us. They're not there for us. You know, we, we like to, you know, when I was, you know, your age, we would like to say we got our ride or die fellas, right? We, we know we could go with them. We'll be with them. They know, we know they're with us all the time, no matter what, right? Whatever happened, listen, whatever happened, they're there for us, right? But we know we got people who, let's be honest, they don't care one piece about us. If something happened, they can leave us. And as we look at the story, let's look at it. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. And a man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn the country of Moab, he and his wives and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons were Malan and Chilion. They were Ephraites from Bethlehem and Judah, Judea, Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. 
These two Moabite wives, the name of the one was Oprah, not Oprah, Oprah, and the name of the other, Ruth. They lived there for about 10 years, and both Malan and Chilean died, so that the women was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law to return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. So we see the famine is going on. Verse 7. So she set out from the place where she was with her two daughters-in-law, and they went on to return to the land of Judah. So we see right here, right, what's going on is this. Basically, all these women's husbands have died. All they got right now is what? Each other, right? So we're going to look at and they're also going through a tough time because what, what's happening in this city? It's a what? A famine going on, right? What, what is a famine? Anyone know what a famine is? What is famine? No food, right? No food, no water, nothing, right? It's, it's, it's hard. Things are tough, all right? But they are, in a, they are in a foreign country. So we look at verse 7. So she set out from the place where she was with her two daughters-in-law, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. Verse 8. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. So basically Naomi is saying, Look, you girls can go, all right? You're all free to go. We will see later on. Basically she says, Look, you girls are young women. You all can go find another husband. You all can go live life how you want. Do what you want to do, right? I'm an old woman. Basically, you know, my time is done. I'm not going to find another husband. It, it, it's over. So basically, she's saying, look, she gives him a mission to go, all right? It's just like you, all right? Just like me and you, right? We have friends that, you know, we could be going through a tough time in our lives, and we may be hurt, and we may say, you know what? You, you can leave me alone now. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, we sometimes say as an individual, I'm fine, you know. But we know deep down we're not fine. We know deep down we're still hurting. We know deep down there are things that are still bothering you. And sometimes we see the surface, you know. We see where basically, you know, I can talk to someone and say, hey, how's everything going? How are you doing? I'm fine. But deep down... It's not fine. You know, one thing that I could think of, you know, my, my best friend, of course, is my wife, right? All right. All right, listen up. My, my wife, listen, my wife knows me better than anyone else. All right, listen. Listen. I can call her on the phone, and she knows something upset, that I'm upset at something, or I'm going through something. She knows that I might not even say a word, and she knows that something is bothering me. You know, that's how things are, right? We have friends like that that stick with us all the time, and they know that things aren't okay, right? You know, we tell someone, yeah, everything is okay, but re really we know that things are not okay. Verse 9. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. Verse 10. And they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. Verse 11. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? 
Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? That would be very, that'd be a very difficult thing, all right? Okay. Turn back my doors, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, even if I should have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait till they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Verse 14. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Oprah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So we see here that basically they're looking at the whole family. I want you just to think for a second, all right? Imagine like Naomi that your entire family was taken from you in an instant. You're angry, grieving, desperate, and hopeless. You have only two people left in the whole world. One, Opper, you just pushed away and will probably never see again. Or Ruth, however, isn't leaving. If you're wondering who your true friends are, here's a hint. Take a note of the people in your life who stick by you even when you try to push them away. You know, when we consider that... And we consider what Naomi is going through. She is going through a rough time. How many of you ever had a family member die? All right. It was rough, right? But imagine this, right? Imagine this. Everyone, everyone who you were close to died just like that. All right? That would be hard, right? You would need people around you, right? And I know, listen, I know some of us. Some of us are people who we would say, you know what? I like to be alone. I wouldn't want no one around me at that time. All right? Some people are like that. But let's be honest. At the end of the day, we may say we're like that, but we would always want someone to still come and, and put, you know, just be there for us. Because you know what happens when people are around us? What happens to us? We feel like they care. If we have people in our lives who, when things get tough, they always leave us, what's going to happen? Right, you feel abandoned, you feel like not wanted. You know, it's just like in any relationship. But when you guys get older and you get in a relationship with a guy or a girl, there's gonna listen, there's gonna be tr- problems, all right? There's gonna be struggles. And if that relationship is meant to last, you're gonna work through those problems. You're gonna work through those trials. But guess what? If that relationship ain't supposed to last, you ain't going to try to work through it. And that's what I think we need to understand is that we're going to look at how Ruth was there for Naomi. Ruth was a young woman. She could have said, you know what? Yeah, it's time for me to go. It doesn't make sense. But Ruth stuck around. Verse 15. And she says, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Verse 16. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from the following you. For where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. You see what happened in those two verses, right? What does it say about Opera? She was following after what? Her gods. Lowercase g. You notice that? What does it say here about Ruth? Your people shall be my people, and your capital G, God, my God. So she's saying, look, I'm going to follow after God. I want to be there with you. I want to go through this with you. I want to be there for you. 
As we seek God, we're going to continue to press on to do what we can. Verse 17. When you, where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also of anything but death parts me from you. Let me ask a question. How many wish you had a friend like Ruth? How many of you have a friend like Ruth? All right. I hope so, right? And I ain't talking about some of y'all fellas thinking funny. Oh, yeah, I got my girl named Ruth. Or, no, we, we ain't talking about that, all right? I'm talking about, listen, listen. I'm talking about that person who's going to be there for you. And let me tell you something what's so sad about some of you in here. Some of you try to impress your friends, and you'll do anything. Like, you'll even do things to get yourself in trouble. But listen up, right? You will try to do anything, even if it comes to committing a crime. All right? Because I know of cases where people have been in there, had their boys with them, you know, stole something, got caught with the stuff, but guess what happened? You think the boys was there for that fella after they get catch? They were gone, right? They weren't there with them no more. They ain't their boy no more. What you mean by I know him? You see, that's the problem. We need to find friends that are going to be there with us. When we go to the fire, we got to have friends who are there with us all the time. And I'm not suggesting that, hey, your boys are the true boys who will stick around you when your teeth in. No, that ain't right. Okay, we don't want you to do that. But what I'm trying to say is that when things are tough and when things are hard, when you're going through that fire, as we looked at last week, the steel, the fire is going to make it what? Stronger. Fire makes steel stronger, right? Verse 18, and when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. Verse 19. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women said, is this Naomi? She said to them, do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. 21. I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? Last verse. So Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. So we see this, right? Naomi was bitter, but Ruth was still a friend, right? She was there for her. Bitter may only be one letter away from better. But finding healing for your bitterness in the middle of the fire of grief or anger isn't easy for anyone. But as we consider, at least the good part of this was this. Naomi had someone that was going through it with her. And I want you to think about your life. Think about the friends that you have. Think about those who you say, you know, they're my BFF. All right? People don't say that no more, right? I know. I know, but still, right? Whatever you want to call, right? Whatever you want to call them. That's my boy. You know, whatever you want to call them. But I want you to think about this. The problem is this, all right? Some of you would do anything for some people in this room, but guess what? The reality is that when you get older, these same people who are in here who you're trying to impress, they're not even going to be there for you. They're not even going to be around. I want us to watch a clip, all right, of a movie, and I want us to, to see this clip of how fire 
how, how going through a fire can mold things together, all right? And how friendship going through a fire can mold together. From the ashes a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadow shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. Reforge the sword. Ada. As we consider that, right? We saw the sword, but what brought it together, David? Fire, right? Fire can mold it. We, we, we start off talking about how these different things need to be fixed. You know, as you think of a bandage, you think of all these different things can fix you. In the fire, true friendships can be healing. When you go in through tough times and when you have that true friendship, it can help healing. But the question becomes, is it a true friendship? Is it a friendship that's worth fighting for? Is it a friendship that people are sticking next to you and want what's best for you? Because there's some people who don't want what's best for you. And they want to see you fail. So I would challenge you as we, you know, close tonight, as we consider them, we go talk about through the fire. I want us to really look at our lives and say, what type of friends do we have? What type of friends do we need to get rid of? Which friends do we need to keep? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for all that you've done. Father, we pray that you continue to be honored in everything that we do. Father, I pray that you just help us, guide us, and direct us. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.